Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Difficulty with a light volume, not seeing any delays anywhere on the Capitol Beltway. This is despite the ongoing road work on the inner loop near 66, where the right lane is blocked. Then the outer loop at the American Legion Bridge, where the left lane and the left shoulder blocked because of equipment repair work. Roadside maintenance on 66, westbound entrance ramp and exit ramp to the Fairfax County Parkway. From westbound 66, you're going to find the road work. Eastbound 66 on the ramp to both directions of the Fairfax County Parkway. Right lane is blocked. However, on eastbound 66, the ramp to both directions of the Fairfax County Parkway on the eastbound side, that has been cleared. And then northbound 395, you've got the work zone north of Washington Boulevard. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Your forecast into the final weekend of the year from 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Your morning temperatures a little on the chilly side, but at least it's not terribly cold. Starting out in the upper 30s to mid-40s across the area, later today will top out around 50 degrees. Mostly cloudy skies with some light scattered showers. Main timing for the showers between 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. For the last Friday of the year, the weather really ain't bad. Unless you're looking for snow. It's 48 degrees in College Park. Fairfax is 46 degrees. Along the National Mall, it is 50. In Friendship Heights, we've got mostly cloudy skies. It is 47 degrees. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning, I'm Ian Crawford. Coming up, Maine's Democratic Secretary of State boots former President Trump off that state's primary ballot. An off-duty Prince George's County officer carjacked in a popular outlet mall in Maryland. I'm Matt Koufax. The most murders in the nation's capital in two years. Where D.C. isn't assessing crime-fighting policies citywide amid a surge in violent crimes being committed. I'm Mike Marillo. Why one local school system is cautioning employees about their social media posts. I'm Grace Newton. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz. It's coming, a showdown in court between Texas and the federal government. The U.S. DOJ sent a letter to Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying if the state doesn't forego enforcement of Senate Bill 4 by January 3rd, the U.S. will pursue all legal remedies to do so. Signed into law earlier this month by Governor Abbott, it creates a state criminal offense to cross the border from Mexico into Texas illegally and empowers state and local police to enforce it. The goal of Senate Bill 4 is to stop the tidal wave of illegal entry into Texas. Migrant rights groups have already filed suit in federal court to block it. Chris Fox for CBS News, Austin. Maine's Secretary of State has ruled that former President Trump is ineligible to be on the Republican presidential primary ballot. She based her decision on the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Here's CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Maine allows the Secretary of State to disallow candidates without a court or legislative ruling. This case will surely make it before a state court judge to overturn the decision. In the meantime, the effect of the ruling has been suspended. American troops are moving into the eastern Mediterranean, says CBS's David Martin. Joining another amphibious ship already there, that gives the U.S. military a much greater capability 
to evacuate Americans from Lebanon if the simmering conflict between Israel and the Iranian-backed terrorist group Hezbollah boils over. And Iran says it has now executed four saboteurs linked to Israel's intelligence service. There's been a major Russian missile and drone strike on critical infrastructure in Ukraine. President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russia launched 110 missiles, most of which, he says, were shot down. In the southern city of Odessa, two people were killed, at least 15 injured, when missiles hit residential buildings. Four people killed, more than a dozen injured, in a strike in the city of Dnipro. Almost 5 million blenders are being recalled because they're unsafe, says CBS's Matt Piper. Blenjetsu even cleans itself. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission says the Blendjet 2 portable blenders can overheat or catch fire, and the company has received 329 reports of blades breaking during use to date. The 17th annual Times Square Good Riddance Day gave people a chance to throw out, shred, or smash something they wanted to rid themselves of. We are throwing away time spent in hospitals. Bye-bye. Uh, I got low self-esteem, low confidence, and fear. It's really good to like put to like just do away with it. You know, it's sometimes you need the physical manifestation. It puts a pen to the paper, if you will. The day is inspired by a tradition in which people stuff dolls with objects representing bad memories. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credits. 403 Friday morning, December 29, 2023. 47 degrees, maybe a stray shower later. Clouds high around 50. Good morning, I'm Ian Crawford. Top local story we're following at this hour. The search is on for at least two suspects who carjacked an off-duty Prince George's County police officer near the Tanger outlets. That officer fought back. WTOP's Matt Koufax from Oxon Hill. It happened around 5 p.m. in a parking lot just across the street from the outlets where Prince George's County Police Chief Vernon Hale says one of his off-duty officers was with two other family members. An officer was loading his family into his personal vehicle at which time he was carjacked. The chief says there are business buildings near the 6700 block of Tanger Boulevard just across the street from one of the outlet's main entrances, which is where the officer was visiting. Police add there were at least two suspects. The officer was able to get his family safely out of the vehicle, discharge his weapon, and the suspects escaped, including his personal vehicle. Police say they don't have anyone in custody at this time and are looking for the two suspects involved. We also don't know how many shots were fired or what kind of car the suspect stole from the off-duty officer. But police say he and his family are safe. In Oxon Hill, Matt Koufax, WTOP News. Roughly 68 hours from now, D.C. will end the year with the highest number of murders in 20 years. As of this morning, the number of homicides stands at 271. This comes as a study as the city struggles to handle over 39 percent increase in violent crime over last year. Well, no one wants to see the year-end numbers be up. D.C. City Administrator Kevin Donahue. We saw a real jump in robberies that we need to tackle to go along with a stubborn number around gun crime. He says work does continue to assess the many initiatives that are out there to curb crime to see which one should stay. That will be entirely led by uh, what we see works most effectively. And which should go. He says the city is halfway through the process and the next proposed budget from the mayor will reveal the results. He says he believes it isn't confusion over having many policies in the city that led to an increase in violent crime. 
Instead, he says it was a result of a long-term strain on the environment, including fewer police officers on patrol and the COVID-19 slowdown on the court system. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's 4.05. Ten men had been arrested after a local sting operation to catch child predators. We hoped that no one would interact with our undercover detectives, but they did. Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis says detectives interacted with the men on a number of online platforms and apps. He said detectives told the suspects they were children, either 13 or 14 years old. We had a surveillance team set up at the agreed-upon location. The meeting location. Each and every case, we safely took the suspects into custody. The ages of the men range from 22 to 44. Most are from Northern Virginia. Chief Davis and other investigators say parents should be carefully monitoring their kids' online behavior and talking with them about what's safe and what's not. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Montgomery County Public Schools have a warning for employees about what they can post online. WTOP's Grace Newton reports the warning is related to the Israel-Hamas war. The district is strongly urging employees to watch what they say on social media, saying in an email to make sure it aligns with the system's values. The Jewish Community Relations Council of the Greater Washington Area Associate Director Gila Franklin Siegel says what a teacher posts online can impact children in school. That is not something that that teacher can keep separate from their work life. It will be seen immediately. It will go viral. And how can a Jewish child, especially an Israeli child, be expected to sit in that teacher's classroom? The Montgomery County Education Association issued a letter saying they believe the school system's decision to publicly condemn the teacher's actions before completing an investigation violates their due process. Grace Newton, WTOP News. As 2023 comes to a close, we have seen little to no snow once again. Snow lovers have long said the D.C. area gets less snow than nearby areas, even areas south of D.C. Our standards are very low at this point since we didn't have any snow last season and very little a couple seasons before. ABC 7 meteorologist Steve Rudin says there are good reasons there's less snow downtown. We have a lot of concrete. We have a lot of buildings. We have a lot of traffic. But for the entire region, over time, he thinks we do get our share. And when we have El Nino years, it on average turns out to be perhaps a little bit snowier. He does think we'll get some snow moving into February. Is it going to be a blockbuster kind of snowstorm year? No one can tell, but we will know sooner rather than later. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. After traffic and weather in money news, heading into the last trading day of a record-setting year for Wall Street, it's 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8th, rolling along with Ken Berger in the traffic center. Thanks a lot, Ian. In Montgomery County, the work zone is set up, locking the left lane of both directions of the Rockville Pike between the Beltway and Tuckerman Lane. This is because of work at the Metro Bridge. Also in Montgomery County, northbound 29 between Sandy Spring Road and Noise Court, a right traveling right merge lane blocked by the work zone that is currently in place. Woodyard Road in Prince George's County between Rosaryville Road and Sherwood Drive, single lane traffic through that work zone. And then eastbound Croom Road, that's Maryland 382, on the approach to Sasser Lane. 
Main. Right lane is closed because of work going on at the Charles Branch. In Arlington in Virginia, the Columbia Pike eastbound westbound between South Orm Street and South Joy Street. That shut down in either direction because of the expansion of Arlington National Cemetery. On 50 eastbound at the Bay Bridge, all lanes are now open. The eastbound span, that road work has been cleared in Maryland, and uh, all lanes are now open on the westbound span. So you've got three going to the west and two to the east with no major delays. No work zones reported anywhere on the Capitol Beltway in Maryland. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai, Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. The forecast from 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. The last day with rain for 2023 coming your way today. Now, this morning, it is going to be dry. Temperatures upper 30s to mid 40s across the area. Later today, headed up around 50 degrees, so a little cooler than yesterday. Again, mostly cloudy skies with some rain coming our way after lunchtime, 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. That rain will develop southwest uh, of D.C. and continue to move through the area up until 10 p.m. We'll get about a tenth of an inch. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather center 45 degrees in Bowie. it is 45 in leesburg 48 in georgetown brought to you by long fence save 25 percent on long fence decks pavers and fences six months no payment no interest financing terms and conditions apply go to longfence.com Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour with Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. It's the last trading day of 2023, and what a year it's been. The Dow starts the day at a record high, 37,710. The S&P has been teasing us for days, creeping ever closer to its all-time high, but never quite getting there. Traders continue to price in expectations that the Fed will cut interest rates early next year. Analysts say those expectations could be overblown. The company that owns London's iconic Selfridges department store is asking its Thailand-based co-owner, Central Group, for cash after its other co-owner, Cigna Prime Selection, filed for insolvency. Cigna holds a range of assets, including a stake in New York's Chrysler Building. Where have all the bus stations gone? Terminals in many U.S. cities are closing as owners put the properties to more profitable use. The Wall Street Journal reports Chicago could lose its bus station, which serves half a million people a year. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Stock futures trending higher going into the final trading day of the year. It's 412. Breaking news on WTOP. We are learning that there has been a big attack by Russia in Ukraine. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky saying Russia launched about 110 missiles overnight as well as drones against Ukrainian targets in one of the biggest barrages of the year. The incoming missile and drones were said to be shot down, but at least seven civilians were killed and an unknown number of people buried under rubble. The roughly 18-hour onslaught began Thursday, continued throughout the night, hitting six cities, including the capital of Kiev and other areas from west to east in Ukraine. Stay with WTOP as we update the story throughout the morning. Also ahead this morning, is there a correlation between more infections and hospitals owned by private equity groups? A closer look ahead. It is now 412. 
The much-anticipated Washington, D.C. Auto Show returns to the Washington Convention Center Friday, January 19th through Sunday, January 28th. Auto manufacturers showcase their latest models. Indoor and outdoor ride-and-drives provide the ultimate automotive experience. And tailored pavilions with new features promise to deliver fresh and thrilling fun. Make plans for the whole family and immerse yourself in the world of cars and future mobility at the Washington, D.C. Auto Show January 19th through 28th. Tickets at WashingtonAutoShow.com. Many veterans in active duty military have invisible wounds like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle. By providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org. Healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org. Sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Local authorities take a bite out of a scam called gift card draining. We'll explain in the minutes ahead. And more news is on the way in 60 seconds. Are you a family with child medical expenses and looking for relief? United Healthcare Children's Foundation is here to help. They offer medical grants that financially help families cover costs that are not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance. So far, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation has awarded more than 34,000 grants worth more than $70 million. You don't need to be insured through United Healthcare to qualify. Visit Grants for Kids. That's grantsforkids.org and apply for a grant today. Everyone has a community, a neighborhood, school, kids' teams, where you worship, work, work out, or any other place or group where you choose to belong. Communities can provide support when you need it, and even when you don't know you do. Like when it comes to preventing underage drinking and other substance use, community members can be your eyes and ears when you're not with your kids and alert you to signs of potential problems. Learn more at talktheyhearyou.samsa.gov. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 415, I'm Ian Crawford. Glad we could get together on the final Friday of the year. A new study out this week finds that hospitals owned by private equity groups see more cases of infections in patients and patients that fall down more often. The study, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, looked at patients in more than 50 private equity hospitals and compared that to the care patients received and patients who suffered the same medical issues in about 200 other hospitals not owned by private equity groups. Eileen O'Grady is the research and campaign director at Private Equity Stakeholders Project, a nonprofit keeping private equity in check. She joined us on WTOP to discuss the growing number of hospitals owned by private equity firms and its effect on health care. We found that almost one in 10 private hospitals in the U.S. are now owned by private equity firms. Over a third of those are hospitals that serve rural communities, and many of them are safety net hospitals, which are primarily serving poor and uninsured patients. How do we know, Eileen, and we will get into this study in a moment, but how do we know for walking into a private equity-owned hospital? I'm sure they don't put that out on the front front of the building. Yeah, the short answer is that you don't. A big part of my job is trying to figure out sort of what these companies are doing. They're very, very secretive. So reaction to this JAMA study, it looked at Medicare claims. Anything surprise you in the findings and, and what was concerning? I think it's a really groundbreaking study. I, I think that sort of top line finding is that they found a 25% increase in hospital acquired conditions. So things like falls or infections 
after a PE firm acquires the hospital. So this is really a first of its kind study. It's been incredibly difficult to pierce the veil of how these firms operate and extract profits from hospitals and, and other kinds of healthcare companies. There have been lots of signs that we should be wary. PE firms have a singular focus when they buy a company on generating as much revenue as possible over a very short period of time. And so in many ways, you know, it's a groundbreaking study, but it confirms a lot of what we've been afraid of as we've been studying PE ownership of hospitals over the years. So what do patients do? I know you're watching it from the watchdog perspective, but as a patient, what do we do to try and protect ourselves if some of this is happening? There's not much besides engaging with elected officials over concerns over what PE ownership of hospital means for patients and healthcare workers, demanding greater oversight and greater regulation. And Capitol Hill is involved in this too now, right? Yeah, there's been a lot of focus from from lawmakers and regulators over PE ownership of, of all kinds of healthcare companies. I think the lowest hanging fruit that folks are looking at right now is basically just disclosure and transparency. These firms really are operating completely in the shadows. And so the first thing that it is relatively easy for lawmakers to demand is the same kinds of disclosure requirements that they're making of any other kind of hospital company, nonprofits or publicly traded firms. Eileen O'Grady is research and campaign director for the Private Equity Stakeholder Project. Quick look at the top stories we're working on this morning. Breaking news this morning from Ukraine as Russia is said to have launched about 110 missiles overnight, as well as drones striking targets across Ukraine. Maine's Secretary of State rules former President Trump is ineligible for that state's Republican presidential ballot. California's Secretary of State says he can stay on that state's ballot. Stay here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Back to Ken Berger in the Traffic Center. Thank you, Ian. As we get ready for sunup all through the district, multiple work zones remain in place, including on northbound 395 north of Washington Boulevard, exit 8A in Arlington. This road work blocks the two left lanes. Eastbound 66 right lane blocked and by the work zone on the ramp to both directions of the Fairfax County Parkway. Also some roadside maintenance on the entrance ramp and the exit ramp to the Fairfax County Parkway from westbound 66. On the Capitol Beltway in Virginia, the inner loop near 66 right lane remains blocked. Locked. The outer loop at the American Legion Bridge, this is the left shoulder left lane closed because of the road work involving some equipment repair. And they still have the work zone in place southbound 95 between the Fairfax County Parkway and Lorton Road. This is bridge deck repair work. The center lane and the right lane are blocked with no major delays either side of 95 in Virginia. In Arlington, Columbia Pike eastbound and westbound between South Orm Street and South Joy Street. That's shut down in either direction because of expansion of Arlington. National Cemetery. In Maryland, the eastbound span at the Bay Bridge has been reopened. The overnight work zone has ended, so the two-way operations likewise on the westbound span have ended. You've got three lanes going back to Sandy Point, two lanes going to Kent Island. No delays at all. Very late volume of traffic over the bay between the western shore and the eastern shore. On the Capitol Beltway in Maryland, all lanes are clear. No active accidents or work zones reported. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Getting you prepped for the final week 
weekend of the year with this forecast from 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Starting out here this morning, dry with mostly cloudy skies and temperatures anywhere from 38 in our colder regions to 46 degrees right inside the Beltway. Winds are light out of the northwest. Later today, we'll max out around 50 degrees with mostly cloudy skies still and some scattered light showers around the area between 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. That's your chance of rain, probably the highest chance around D.C. Metro between 5 and 9 p.m., looking to receive about a tenth of an inch of rain. That's not much at all, considering all the rain that we had just with the last weather maker. Uh, We'll dry out just in time for the weekend, mostly sunny to partly sunny skies around 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson at the First Alert Weather Center. Good morning, Fort Washington. You've got 46 degrees. It's 44 in Rockville, 46 in Ashburn. And coming up on WTOP, some current and former commanders are named in a multi-million dollar lawsuit in Fairfax County. It's 421. Flooded vehicles from recent hurricanes will be flooding the used car market, so buyer beware. If you're in the market for a used vehicle, be on the lookout for flood damage and make sure you have a qualified mechanic inspect it before you buy. The free VinCheck service from the National Insurance Crime Bureau is a good place to start. Head over to NICB.org to check it out. To report fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. This is a public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. My name is Cheryl, and I live in Silver Spring. I work two jobs to support my family. We always thought it would be enough to live on. There's not much left for food. As a senior, sometimes you have to choose between your medication and food. Hunger is a problem in our region, so we have to come together. One in three of our DMV neighbors faces hunger. Hear their stories at hungerishere.org. Brought to you by the Capital Area Food Bank. It's 2023. It feels like what used to happen in a week now happens in a day. In a world changing this fast, you've got to stay up to date. Check back with WTOP two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. It's 422. A $25 billion lawsuit is filed in Loudoun County claiming three members of the Washington Commanders were racing on a remote road in 2021, leading to a crash that killed Olivia Peters, who had been dating one of the players. Loudoun Times Mirror reporting the lawsuit was filed on behalf of Peters' mother. It names DeShazer Everett, who was released from the team after the crash, along with Jamin Davis and Benjamin St. Just, both of whom still play for the Commanders. The lawsuit claims the defendants were aware that they were driving recklessly and speeding. A commander spokesperson wouldn't comment on the suit, and an Everett attorney could not be reached for comment. Virginia's first pediatric flu death of the year has doctors calling on people to take precautions to fight this virus. Specifically, State Health Commissioner Dr. Karen Shelton is urging the public to get their flu shot. Doctors say we're entering the toughest part of flu season with the onset of winter and getting immunized can be a tool to fight against serious complications even if you do get the flu. The state says seeking early care if you get the virus and practicing good hygiene like washing hands and cleaning surfaces is key. Right now, the state also adds that only around 27% of those eligible for the influenza vaccine have gotten it despite medical evidence that it can reduce your chances of being hospitalized by more than 30%. Matt Koufax, WTOP News. It's 424. New weight loss drugs are out of the reach of millions of older Americans because Medicare won't pay for them. 
New obesity drugs are showing promising results in helping some people shed pounds, but the injections will remain out of reach for millions of older Americans because Medicare is forbidden to cover such medications. Drug makers in a wide-ranging and growing bipartisan coalition of lawmakers are gearing up to push for that to change next year. The cost of the drugs has largely limited them to the wealthy. A monthly supply of Wegovi rings up at $1,300. Shortages for the drugs have also limited the supplies. Private insurers often do not cover the medications or place strict restrictions on those who can access them. I'm Norman Hall. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here's Rob Woodfork. Maryland cruised to their 19th straight home.